0: Welcome to Two Men On, ladies and gentlemen. 110%. Killer Cords. Oh, oh yeah,
1: I remember, I remember that one. Where you are. I was telling you so, suck. You know what? I, I quit. I really quit. <laughs> the Kwame brown of fantasy baseball. I'm on <laughs> somebody to say that. Wait for real party calling, right? Yeah. You're ready, just already. <laughs> <laughs> Which two men are on. T
2: M O, baby. That's hot.
1: I'm
0: excited. Hey look we're on the air.
1: Welcome to Two Uh-oh. Men
0: On boys and girls.
1: Hot damn. Hot is let's right. Get, let's get, yeah seriously let's get back into it.
0: <laughs> uh, Johnny wait nine man. How's it going?
1: Oh it's going great. Uh, three weeks in a row. Uh, sitting in my car. <laughs> Hot <laughs> as hell right? What's it like down your way?
0: uh it's you know uh, I've got an opposite complaint from last week you know I think last week I was complaining about the rain but uh, uh, yeah it's it's um, it's pretty darn hot here today and uh, yeah we're kind of both sitting in our cars here on our lunch break like uh, the biggest dorks in the world uh, recording this podcast but uh, we hope you appreciate it coming up on Tmo was trading David Wright the beginning of the end for the Aggies plus what's brent been up to
1: but first
2: matchup to watch
1: yeah matchup to watch we got our matchup of the week um this week we're going amish rockets and uh calling this one shooting for the stars um i know we uh we looked at the rockets not too long ago and some of their stats probably haven't changed much but we're going to look at the two teams um how they compare um they're, they're in similar positions right now so um we'll take a look at uh uh their their talent uh their records and uh what we think for this week right scotty
0: yeah and you know looking at at week nine to to choose a matchup to kind of uh uh you know preview here it it was a difficult week to do that because there were a lot of mismatches frankly in week nine and and uh but uh we we first looked at a different matchup uh to do but um kept coming back to to the Amish and the Rockets matchup and we didn't really um you know want to to uh, return to to talking about the Rockets so much for a second consecutive episode but uh you know, we just kept coming back to that matchup you know I think it's a grudge match of sorts actually Johnny you know uh, both these guys Joe and Mike uh you know talk a lot of smack on the boards all the time and and uh, both have a lot of division pride I think and and uh, it has it has a lot of undertones that that really make up make it the matchup to to watch this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, they they're both probably the biggest talkers on the board, especially now that uh, Craig's got his new job. And um, <laughs> I guess they're in similar spots. It's probably fitting that it's kind of North versus East month here. And um, yeah, you know,
0: it's it's become a big rivalry rivalry between those two divisions. And you know, on on just. You know, apart from, uh, you know, these two squads and, and you know, kind of the, the first week of, of the, uh, the Northeast battle for, uh, for this year. And uh, it'll be interesting. And I, I think this matchup really kind of highlights where it's going uh, between the two divisions. And, um, you know, I guess most, most notably, Johnny, the, this, this particular matchup is, I think, has, has important implications for both clubs for a lot of reasons, primarily at least to me, what stands out is uh, you know you, you have the Rockets Club that is just a few games out of first place in its division and uh, currently holds a a playoff seat as a matter of fact uh, the second wild card and you look at the the Amos Brotherhood and and they're almost um, in a position of desperation you know right now because I think that Joe expected. Uh, the Amish to be in a better position here to start week nine than they are, um, you know, not really in the thick of the playoff hunt per se right now, and I think that surprises him, and uh, probably not just Joe, it surprises a lot of people I imagine, you know, the Amish are, are a solid club on paper, and uh, I think I think this matchup has more implications really for Joe and the Amish than it does for the Rockets because the Rockets are going to stay in the playoff hunt regardless of the outcome of this matchup. Uh, you know, the East division is just, uh, too close at this point, but, uh, Joe, on the other hand, he's really fighting to get back into the playoff race and to kind of establish himself as, uh, the number, uh, the number two team in the North, which I know at least in the short term has to be his goal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I agree completely. Um, we talked about maybe will this this type of matchup matter when it comes to like playoff seedings and you know i'm not so sure for michael and the rockets right now because it will be tight um in the east and and uh tight uh, wild card uh races but i think for joe probably if he's got any shot at the playoffs this this year he's got to take down one of one of these competitors and they compare uh favorably in a lot of senses that they took over kind of teams needing to be rebuilt and uh, they've gone about it two very different ways you see you know we talk about Michael and all his trades and uh, and Joe with his three <laughs> and uh, but surprisingly you know we we've kinda compiled a list of their superstars and at least their superstars that right now and we, we'll go through quickly um, and just I'll just ask you you know which team has a better crop right now to win, you know, of their top players?
0: Uh, you know, um, when, when, they're, when they're clicking on all cylinders, when, when this team's crop of stars is playing up to its potential, I've got to go with the Amish. And I think that's going to surprise Michael, but... Um, you know, it's very close, you know, with with the Rockets there, you have, you know, Votto and Ugla and Lind and uh, Miguel Cabrera and Broxton and so on. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, of course, you have, you know, for the Amish, uh, you know, Teixeira and uh, Grady Sizemore and Felix Fernandez and Liriano and Pedroya and, you know, Im- impactful fantasy stars all in their own right, but, uh, you know, if, 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 if you give me both of those clubs on paper, um, you know, I, I'm taking the Amish, but that hasn't translated in standings this year. So, uh, I don't, I don't know w- really where that leaves Joe, um, uh, uh, mentally, as far as this season goes, I know he's got to be extremely disappointed with, with the, uh, with the roster that he's assembled for 2010.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you. I'll, I'll go with the, the Amish as well, just simply because I think they're hitting is kind of comparable, both teams. Um, Big bats, um, solid lineup. Uh, But when it comes to pitching, I I think the Amish have him in terms of quality. Um, I think probably the biggest difference between the two teams, because uh, as you look at the breakdown, the Rockets are seventh in breakdown and the Amish are eleventh. It's not, I don't think it's a case where we're looking at Matt's team for the Amish. Uh, You know, they're not just unlucky because the I just don't think they have a big enough supporting cast in addition to these superstars where where um the Rockets, you know, they they constantly uh, trade and pick up and, and look into uh add that extra starter to try to win that, that extra matchup for the week. So that's probably my biggest difference for why they're doing what they're doing right now.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the Rockets to me, they they kind of translate in into the the, the fantasy um Equivalent of, of, of playing hustle ball, you know, uh, Mike is always turning that roster over and, and making, you know, what he feels is necessary adjustments to, um, you know, to hustle, to stay in the game, to stay in the race, um, it, it, at least to, you know, beginning this year anyway. I mean, we've really seen that Rockland club come on strong this year and, and, and we know finally that it is for real. And you know that's a difference with Joe. The, these two managers are, are very very different in the way they manage their clubs. Joe is a very conservative uh, general manager. You know, few trades. He you know he only really makes a major move. I think number one when he feels like he he needs to, and number two when he feels like he's won the deal. And uh, Michael doesn't really have that same mentality. I mean, you, know, you you can't really fault one or the other. You know, it's 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 all strategic, but. Uh, you know, you you see Michael making, um, you know, m- making these moves that don't always necessarily make sense on paper, but so far they've translated. And I, I you know I think that's something you have to focus on when you're analyzing these two clubs right now.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm looking at some of the other numbers here. Uh, I look at number of starts for the Amish this week. Uh, they've got 15 uh, versus the Rockets 12. Um, that's going to be important considering. Uh, Joe doesn't start a um, uh, many closers. Um, he's got Sizemore on 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 the DL. Uh, that's kind of important. I think the pitching, like I said, will will favor the Amish, except um, except in that closing category. And I think the hitting for the week um, will just be determined that week. I'm going to probably hedge my bets on that one. Um,
0: John, yeah? can, can can the Amish? can can they make up serious ground in the playoff race if Felix Hernandez does not come around
1: No, probably not. I mean just because uh who's going to pick up the who's going to pick up the slack? They're kind of short in the pitching department. I know they've got a number of starts, but uh they're not all guys you can always count on.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know the 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 uh his rotation is, is fairly deep, uh, you know, uh, uh, Joe's there with the Amish, um, but he really counts on his, his high-end starters, you know, for, for a bulk of his production on the pitching end of the stat sheet. And, you know, I, I think without Felix uh, pitching up to his full ability, um, you know, it, it it really puts that club in a bind.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, so what do you think they have ahead of them? I mean does he have guys coming up uh, gonna help him eventually? Does he need to make moves or uh, or is it going to be this this crop of superstars? What what does the next 5 years look like for him?
0: Um for the Amish specifically, I would say that he does need to make more moves. Um you know, he he's got some some uh, you know, decent guys coming up for sure. You know, make no mistake about that. You know, you, you look over his minor league club and it's you know, it's it's respectable by any standard um but uh just going back to the point that you know because joe doesn't make that many trades it's kind of you know difficult to to place a lot of faith in just his farm club um you know and and that's for you know a couple reasons um number one because he doesn't trade that often um he's never going to have you know, a, a really uh, strong stockpile, per se, of draft picks. And, again, that's a complete stark contrast from, from Mike that, uh, I, without, off the top of my head, I'm not sure, he probably has 10 draft picks for 2011 right now. Um, you know, if, if you're going to, to collect that many uh, future picks, then, you know, you can look at it from a different perspective. You know, you can kind of be a little more patient and wait for, you know, some of your guys to come up because you're going to have a greater volume, probably, of quality uh, prospects. But because he doesn't do that, he's got to place, you know, greater emphasis on uh, the major league talent that he has right now and, you know, without making um, a serious trade to bring in more help. I, I just don't see... Um, the Amish overtaking the Rockets Club as far as its as its future viability in the BDL.
1: I agree. I agree. I just don't think Joe puts himself in the best position um, to win. Like uh, the best chances. He doesn't give his team the best chances by going out and and constantly acquiring new and better. Um, he's relying way too heavily on just what he's done in the past and what what he has on his roster. Um I couldn't agree more I think if I look at um the rockets farm system they've got they've got the big names and uh it it sounds like they're probably able to count on those guys a little more with the smoke uh I think hicks will come along um mm. we'll see what he you know what it turns into um and there's a number of other guys
0: yeah and um, don't don't misunderstand me I, I I'm not saying that that being conservative is is a is a poor strategy in, in, in fantasy. It's not, you know. You, you can have too quick of a trigger finger when it comes to, to making deals, and that can work to a detriment to your club. Um, but I, I would like to see Joe be a little more aggressive, um, though I, I think it would add a, a little more balance to, to what he's trying to do there at the Amish.
1: Agreed. Which, which team do you think is most likely to finish in its, in its uh, division's top two by the end of the year?
0: Uh, the way things are looking, um, I would have to go with Rockland in that in that case. Um, Ouch. Yeah, uh, and that's <laughs> that that's goes without saying that that's big for me to say because that that uh, has implications on my club. Um, you sure know, does. Uh, so. But you know the, the way that you know the season is turning out for the Amish so far. And, you know, the way his direct competition in the north is playing, you know, the Wallabies are, are you know, they're playing uh, fairly good ball right now. It, it's certainly no, it's certainly no lock that, that the Amish are going to rise back into the upper half of the, of the north division this year. And just based on the way both teams have played up to this point in 2010, I, I would have to give the slight nod to the Rockets.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rockets as well. Just no offense, Scotty, but um, <laughs> right now I've got more confidence in the Wallabies than than the Generals. I mean, <laughs> he's kind of hit or miss when it comes to uh, uh, conversation nowadays. But uh, his team is really good, so I'm excited to see what what he does over uh, the next month when uh, East North week month.
0: Do you think this week is going to determine the playoff spot for both of these teams, potentially?
1: Well, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's probably more important to Joe right now um, to, get, to get off his uh, little cold streak and uh, have his guys start playing. Absolutely. I got, I got one for you. Better slogan. Uh, Arizona, the new show-me state. Or <laughs> Canada, America's hat
0: um yeah you know I, I i gotta go with um with uh, uh with john's uh original quip there from uh, from the boards and uh want to go with with uh, canada being america's hat
2: that's
0: awesome <laughs> sorry joe we didn't mean it all right let's toss it to daisy baker
2: Y'all, Daisy Baker here, reporting from the frosty land of champions, where Falcons farm team the Brewsters is trying to hate things up. Minor league veteran Matt Maloney looks poised to return to Cincinnati's big club soon to replace the injured Homer Bailey. Maloney, whose minor league debut came way back in 2005 for single-A Batavia, has shined for triple-A Louisville this year, going 4-1 in eight starts with 43 Ks in 39 innings. He's also posted a stellar 2.72 ERA over that span I might mention. His generally above average numbers ain't translated to the majors in grand fashion previously, though making it unlikely Maloney will hang around the Reds clubhouse for long. In 40 innings last year for the big club, the Sandusky 26-year-old went 2-4 while tossing 28 strikeouts. Another senior citizen, the Brewsters got rostered. 26-year-old outfielder Justin Maxwell was recalled from AAA Syracuse this week to Washington to snatch up the roster spot of the injured Scott Olsen. Maxwell's already got one home run, but his sickly, average probably ain't going to translate to a long stay with the Nationals. Although his 11 walks and 19 at-bats likely proves intriguing for the club. We could mention how backstop prospect George Kateris hitting .230 with 3 homers and 11 RBIs for the Brewsters just picked up a humdinger of a just-for-men endorsement. But that'd probably be pushing it for this segment. Shoo! These Brewsters are older than the dirt under my Uncle Charlie's coon hunting cabin. And that thing's been there since my great great granddaddy built it for his and my great great mama's house once they got hitched. But that's another story. For TMO, this is Daisy Baker. Bye, y'all!
0: And now, a word from our co host, Johnny Holmes.
1: Well, guys, uh, looks like we're gonna request some uh, some advertisements here on TMO. Um, we got some space to fill. Uh, we're very interested in what's going on in the league. Uh, we've had we've heard from the camp, the Polidoro camp. Uh, we've heard uh, the KCC's on the block, and we're here for you guys. So um, get us a little message. Uh, let Scotty and I know, and uh, we'll we'll pitch your your little uh, your deal here and. Um, It should be a good time.
0: Okay, we're going to open our mailbag in this uh, episode for some Dear Johnny letters. All right, Johnny, are you ready? Absolutely. All right. John from Queens. The Aggies won over 100 games last season, but so far are on pace to win just 72. What's the deal? Did they pay too much for homeboys Wright and Reyes?
1: Oh boy, uh, John, um, <laughs> it's it's good to be back, uh, it's good to answer some Dear Johnny, it's been quite some time, um, you know, just like TMO, it's, it, things get hectic, but I really don't think, uh, I don't think the Aggies have made mistakes with Wright and Reyes, um, I just think they, they kind of come back to earth a bit, this is a team that um, in its heyday was very streaky, would set records with A-Rod and, and other players like You know, most home runs in a week or most RBI's in a week. um, They're capable of putting up, like, very solid numbers. Um, A little shy on on the pitching front, but um, I think they're just streaky right now. I think they've got the potential to really kind of upset a lot of teams. Scotty? Do
0: you think Jeff regrets trading A-Rod at this point?
1: Not at all. I don't think so. I think it was good for him. You know, he loves the Mets, and... um, Uh, I think it got him more interested in his team, at least, so I think it was the right move.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt you do. Randy from Akron writes, Hey, Johnny, love your hair? I don't know. Biggest threat to the Bulldogs in the East at this point? Gins, rockets, or crutches?
1: (laughs) You love my hair, huh, Randy? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Bulldogs... It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, I think. I think they win the division, um, and simply because I think the Generals have um, the better pitching. Um, I think he and the Rockets are both deep, um, but I think the Generals have the better pitching. Um, yeah, I think it's a team that can take Craig down because um, of what Craig's pitching do is this, doing this year. You need uh, an elite staff to kind of compete with him right now.
0: One more, Felix from Houston. Strasburg is pitching lights out in Triple A, and Chapman isn't far behind. How close are my cramps to having the best starting eight rotation in the West Division?
1: Very close. They just set the ERA record. <laughs> their their uh their team is looking real nice uh for 2010 and the future. Um, you know, aside from the damage, um, I'm not sure that I'd rather have another set of pitching um, besides the cramps so uh they've got some more coming and it's going to be scary for the west
0: yeah and that, that's a big statement that you make that you're not you're not sure that there's another set of pitching that you'd rather have uh you know for a team that has really underachieved for a couple of years now um you know the cramps as we talked last week are you know they're they're uh you know to say that they're up and coming and looking good is an understatement all right guys let's kick this thing over to the ninth inning rally
1: All right, uh, TMO top five. Here are the top five reasons Brent has been missing in action. The number five, he's building up anticipation for an explosion of FaceTime at the 2010 BDL weekend in Cincinnati. (laughs) You
0: know, we're all excited to see Brent that's going to be cool. Number four,
1: he's
0: creating a new, new, no, new model. For minor league unlisted free agent pickups.
1: It probably takes a, a while for that one, yeah. It does. Uh, let's see. Number three. He's doing way too much at work at Baseball America without learning a thing about players.
0: <laughs> Tisk, disc. Number two.
1: I've been really trying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Go, number, one. All
0: right.
1: yes. uh, number one. Yes. Number one. There's a National Wallabies Unite Convention Center in Durham. Convention in Durham this summer. That's where he's been, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we love you, Brent. All right. Time for the TMO quote of the week from September 17th, 2007. This comes from Mr. Joe Weech. Quote: I've heard that Finnish women shave their legs with hacksaws. Ouch. Johnny, give me your week nine nail biter.
1: Week nine nail biter, I'm gonna go bums over cramps, uh, simply because the bumps almost took me out last week. It was very close. (laughs) This team is good, I mean, you know, They're not going to wow you with their names, but uh, they're there every week, and uh, he puts in a good showing. So I'm going to give him the edge just for this week alone.
0: I'm going to say that's a pretty good pick because I actually have down the exact opposite, and that's Cramps Over Bums in uh, Week 9. So uh, apparently both of our set of eyes uh, thinks that's going to be a a close one. Definitely. Okay, guys, thanks for tuning in again. We appreciate you listening. We're going to be back at you next Friday again with a week. 10. Wow, Johnny, it's been 10 weeks already into this season. Uh, uh, preview, and so uh, make, make sure to tune in for that. You've been listening to Two Men On.
1: And we're out.
2: TMO. These men always know where their balls are.